This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton Global Youth Program. Hello, and welcome to Future of the Business World, the podcast about innovative thinkers who probably still live with mom and dad and aren't quite old enough to vote. That's right, our guests are high school students who are training to be amazing change makers and global leaders, and they're a lot of fun to talk to. I'm Diana Drake, Managing Editor of the Wharton Global Youth Program at the Wharton School, University of Pennsylvania. Today's episode is number 29, which means if you are just tuning in for the first time, you have lots of great innovation-inspired interviews to catch up on. Find Future of the Business World on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on the Wharton Global Youth website along with a written transcript at globalyouth.wharton.upenn.edu. I'm excited to welcome Lily Stambouli, a high school junior from Los Angeles, California, to the show. Lily likes to help aspiring entrepreneurs learn and do great things, clearly a fine fit for future of the business world. And she is especially committed to spreading awareness about neurodiversity or the range of differences in how people think. Lily, thanks for joining us on FBW. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Let's get to know you better, starting with one of my favorite topics, innovation and entrepreneurship. I'm always interested to hear about the way students are able to explore business education in high school. Your high school, Harvard-Westlake School in LA, has an actual venture program. Can you tell us more about it and how it has inspired your innovative thinking? Yeah, absolutely. Last year, I wasn't really a part of the venture leaders at my school because I was kind of still getting into high school and really learning more about it. So I participated in their incubator program, which included pitch decks and guidance from TAs, teachers and alumni who basically helped me kind of launch my first project and, you know, business. And it was really inspiring to be able to work with so many people who had the experience. And then so currently I'm on the venture leader team and it's so great to be able to work with other people who have that same entrepreneurial spirit and really do want to be entrepreneurs. So with venture, we host workshops and events like using our, you know, extensive alumni network just to kind of spread that spirit all across the campus and really help people if they have passion projects or have ideas on things they want to found to really just inspire and help them be able to create something. Are a lot of students interested in entrepreneurship and being part of the venture lab? Yeah, there's a good portion of the campus who have their own businesses and have their own ideas that they want to solve. So it's just really inspiring to be in that community with like-minded people. Yeah, it sounds like a really innovative high school. That sounds great. (laughs) So while we're chatting about school life, I hear you're a fierce field hockey goalie. Can you share a moment from competition that stays with you? Oh, absolutely. So I used to not be a goalie. I used to play field hockey and I was just a forward, but I was really bad. And it was, you know, kind of demotivating to see my peers, you know, do so much better than me as a forward. And one day I was in 10th grade. I'd been playing for four years. I get a call from my friend and she's like, listen, we need you to be goalie for this game. And I was like, okay, sure. And so I got to the game. It was versus like the hardest school in the league. The first time there's so much gear. You've got a helmet, you've got arm pads, leg pads, a jock strap, everything. And so I put on the gear for the first time and I was just trying to work everything out and, you know, really get in that position. We did end up losing 7-0, but overall, I would say it was a good learning experience to me. And it just like, 
I ended up keeping with it because I had fun and it was something that I was passionate about. And so now I'm definitely better and we haven't lost 7-0 since. So yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of fun. Okay, back to entrepreneurship. You've been working on a social media startup called AutoStory, which is still a work in progress. Can you tell us about your app and more importantly, how it addresses a very personal interest of yours, learning disabilities? Yeah, absolutely. So when I was in ninth grade, we had just gotten back from kind of the COVID year where everyone was all apart. And we were doing a unit in English class where we would listen to these like 10 minute snippets of people's stories. Um, It was kind of like TEDx, TED Talk, but instead it was like, Actually, it, it was it was kind of like TEDx or TED Talk um, in the way that people just kind of shared stories about their lives and the morals that came from it. And I was thinking to myself and I was like, this is such a cool thing. I wish I could do this. I mean, I'm not a professional. I'm not going on TED Talk. But still, I have a lot of stories that I would want to share with people. And so I kind of just sat on that idea of being able to share my stories with people, but through an app or something that could involve my friends and I just having fun. And then so I kind of, you know, let the idea simmer. And then that's when I joined my school's incubator. And I realized that if I wanted to do this, I needed to find a problem there and try and solve it with this idea. And so a lot of people in my immediate family have things like autism or ADHD. So I've I've always grown up being very conscious of how like those types of learning disabilities affect people. And I noticed that it can sometimes be very difficult, especially even for me, um, to be able to focus on one thing at all times, because a lot of people sometimes need that constant stimulation of entertainment. Um, and so I realized there was nothing kind of out there that addressed a need of constant stimulation while still being able to multitask and do other things. Sure, you have TikTok, YouTube, Netflix, but then again, you still need to be watching something like while hearing it. And then you have podcasts, but those kind of can go on for 20 minutes or 30 minutes. And it's not that kind of short form audio content that I was looking for. So from that kind of discovery, I was able to create Story, which is a short form audio content app in which you can tell stories about, you know, your life, your experiences, just even funny stories. Um, And so I went through a lot of prototyping on Spotify um, where I was able to get my friends to send me a ton of like two minute audio clips, just sharing random stories from their lives. And it ended up really taking off like within my friends and community. And a lot of people really liked it. So that was really inspiring to see such a personal idea and passion of mine come to life. And how does your family actually enrich your entrepreneurial thinking around this? Yeah. So my dad has always really had an entrepreneurial spirit. He started his own company immigrating from the Middle East. Um, And also my mom has always really made sure to inspire me and push me to the best that I could possibly be. And so I think their support and the environment I kind of grew up in gave me the opportunity to have the mindset of wanting to start something and wanting to create something that could help people. And then just that little extra push of being surrounded in an environment of people with learning disabilities gave me that exposure very early on. So your father and your brother are neurodiverse, correct? So have they helped you with your prototype and helped you to develop Story? Yeah, I definitely throughout the whole process, I would ask them and be like, is this something that you could really see yourself using? And throughout the process, they would tell me a ton of like kinks that they kind of saw and was like, I don't know if this part would, you know, be really helpful to me. And then here's something that would help. And so I would kind of take their advice in 
and be able to apply that to whatever I was doing. You know, it's interesting because not all that long ago, autism was a condition that few people had heard about unless maybe they watched the movie Rain Man. But diagnostic criteria have changed and now more people are under that umbrella of autism. It's a great time to build awareness about neurodiversity. And that leads me to another project that I heard you talk about, which is Learn D. This is something that you did at Babson College last summer. Can you talk about that experience and what your key takeaways were? Yeah, absolutely. So I was in a group with five people. And starting off, we had the task of creating something that would help solve one of the UN global goals. And obviously, I was very passionate about, you know, helping students with learning, specifically those who had learning disabilities that made them at a disadvantage. And as I was talking with my group with people from China and Texas and all around the world, half of my group didn't even really know what learning disabilities were. So since I live in LA, everyone is very, you know, aware of things like this. But it really hit me to, you know, understand that people my age didn't really know a lot about that. And so that's when I realized I wanted to create Learned with my group. It ended up being a website where students with learning disabilities could chat and connect with each other and share their methods or their favorite, you know, fidget toys that they like using and really just connect a wide range of like disadvantaged students. Um, because in a lot of places, especially maybe if you have a learning disability and go to a school, perhaps that doesn't have a specific program or a specific, you know, opportunities to be able to help you. I think it can be really great to be able to connect with people outside of maybe your hometown or even all across the world. Hmm. So what do you think you're taking away most from learned and from auto story and this intersection of entrepreneurship and neurodiversity what are some of the things that really you're taking from the experiences of developing these ideas? I think it really just made me realize that like how important entrepreneurship can be to helping solve problems or not even solve, but just like helping those problems and improving them for people who maybe don't have a voice. It was really important to me to be able to help inspire people with learning disabilities and say like, hey, it's okay that you have this. So many other people do. Here's how like you can connect with those people and connect with anyone you know who you want to connect with. You were quite busy last summer, actually, Lily. You also spent time on the Wharton School campus studying essentials of entrepreneurship. How, if at all, did that fuel your critical thinking and innovation around neurodiversity? Were you able to find a community and like-minded people to discuss some of these topics with? Yeah. What's so great about going to one of these programs, which is personally my favorite part, is that every single person there is interested in entrepreneurship and is trying to kind of fuel their own passions. So even though maybe I didn't find somebody who was like super keen on helping solve issues that people with learning disabilities have, their help and their like advice given towards me was able to build me up and help me fuel this passion that I had. And I realized that I could use entrepreneurship to help people, which was like such a huge realization for me. So you're involved in all sorts of activities and projects, Lily. We're living in such an accomplishment-focused world, starting as young students. When is it too much? I think that definitely when you lose 
the sight and ability to like stop and kind of take a second and think to yourself, is what I'm doing really making me happy? Or perhaps am I just doing it for my parents or for college? I think why I'm so passionate about what I do is because I'm having fun doing it and I'm feeling enriched while doing it. And I think what happens with a lot of people nowadays is we get so lost in, you know, trying to have that perfect like GPA and and trying to do everything that you lose sight of what's really making you happy and, you know, where your passions really lie. And also, so the purpose of an incubator, which you mentioned that your venture program is an incubator at your high school, is to incubate, right? So you grow to a certain point and then you can go out on your own, right? Just like a little chick in an incubator. And I'm wondering where you stand with AutoStory in the process of incubation. Are you going to pursue it further? Yeah. So after the incubator ended at the end of last year, we were able to pitch our idea to a ton of alumni and they kind of gave their advice and gave us resources that we could go through. And so I really took that to heart and I decided I really wanted to continue AutoStory. So as of right now, I personally can't code. So all that I'm sort of looking for is someone who can code the idea because, you know, it's been prototyped, mapped out. I have a UI, a design and everything. Um, So I'm kind of just, I'm searching for that right now, like a coder who I can kind of trust with building the app. Um, But also with Venture, um, they also have this program called Founder Support, which is where even at any stage in your project past incubation, like even if you're, you know, super successful and made thousands of dollars, you can come to Founder Support and have a place to work on your idea, which I think is so, so valuable for people, you know, just starting all the way to excelling at their business. Mm. And where is this all leading for you? Do you hope to pursue business in the future? Yeah, I definitely, my goal is to one day be, you know, the CEO of my own company that I'm able to create regarding something that I'm like truly passionate about and will help change the world, hopefully. I want to know what this phrase means to you. What is the why is the phrase? How can others use this to nurture the entrepreneur within? What's the why? I've heard this phrase dozens of times because the entrepreneurship kind of head of venture, you know, utters this every day to us when we're trying to create stuff. And he goes, what's the why? What's the why? The why is your purpose. It's your passion. It's your like driving the reason why you're doing what you're doing and the reason why you're able to be so passionate about things. I think finding your why, whether it be, you know, acting or creating something or honestly anything, I think if you are able to find that you're able to like live a happier life and be more efficient and really embrace your creativity and do what you want to be able to do. All right. We'll all be looking for our why. One question I like to ask everyone on future of the business world is if you could change one thing in the world, what would it be? Okay. So for this question, I was really, really, you know, thinking about it, diving deep. I was like, I mean, global warming, housing, And I thought of something and I was like, I feel like there's one, like everything has a positive and negative. I feel like, for example, like if you give everyone a million dollars, that's just going to raise inflation, cause more problems. And I feel like what I would do is I would cure cancer because at a very young age, my grandmother died of cancer, unfortunately. And also I've known a lot of people who have cancer and, you know, things like Ewing sarcoma at a very young age. And it's always been a very prominent aspect of my life. And I feel like there's absolutely no negative to finding a cure for cancer. So I feel like that's what I would definitely want to do. Right. 
Let's wrap up with our lightning round. Answer these questions as quickly as you can. What was the last story you edited for J Girl Magazine? I edited a story about a teenager going to Israel for the summer and their experience about that. Define leadership in five words or less. Taking charge to help others. The next thing that you're excited to learn that you don't already know. I'm excited to learn more about economics and statistics next year. Something about you that would surprise us. I absolutely have an addiction and obsession with Crocs. The shoes, the gibbets, everything. I've got three pairs, all totally full. They're my favorite thing. I have to ask, what colors? Okay, I've got one rainbow one. That was like my OG one, seventh grade. And then I have one black one with little palm trees on it. And then a fuzzy one with a ton of little South Park character gibbets in it. Okay, you're starting an innovation-themed talk show. Who is your first guest and why? My favorite company ever, their founders, the company is Make-A-Wish. Lily, thank you so much for joining us on Future of the Business World. Thank you so much for having me. Discover more opportunities for high school students and educators at globalyouth.wharton.upenn.edu.